and I just got used to the ups and downs of the process, you know, like sometimes I feel like, oh my God, holy shit, I'm going to, you know, put an album out and then it gets, like my anxiety levels are very much, now I know how they are, like I know when it's about, you know, to go up and to go down, and but I love, I love the fact that I, I can share this, you know, to people. I like the fact that I'm putting something out there that maybe 20 years from now, people are going to listen to it. And they are going to connect to it because there is a story behind, there's a thought behind it. There is a thought process that it was full of intentions, you know, uh, political intentions. So be trying to connect to an idea of love reclaiming my past as a statue either. Mm. Today on the show, we are joined with Bruno Capinan. And last week, Bruno released an album titled Tara Rara. That's really amazing. It connects to the roots of his ancestors in Brazil and also tells a tale of love and pain. Bruno, originally from Brazil, now lives in Toronto. And one thing I love about the art and music, whether it's through the song or videos, is that Bruno totally expresses and celebrates his identity in an unapologetic way. As we talk about on this episode, Bruno growing up not feeling like a man or woman, and as they evolved, embracing being non-binary and expressing their true self, which I think is a beautiful thing. And I think Bruno's spirit and passion could definitely inspire others who may be feeling the same. And that is awesome. Without further ado, we're going to get right into this. Here is Bruno Capinon. Um, I first moved to Toronto in 2002, mm-hmm. uh, March, the end of March 2002. That was the first time I moved. And then I had to go back to Brazil and then move again. But my first time in, in Canada was in 2002. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, because I can really feel through your uh, your music, you're very like connected to your roots and everything. And uh, yeah, it's just great. Uh, even though I don't speak the language, uh, I still like was really grooving to it and uh, really enjoyed it and was reading a lot about like, thematically of uh, the latest album. And can you could tell us a little bit about uh, like the certain themes and energy that you put into this? Yeah, so Tarahara. I know that a lot of English-speaking people are going to have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Do they say Tara Rara? Or... Oh, they say Tara Rara. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it was intentional because I like the, the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the album actually started from a dream that I had in 2020 during the pandemic, like early stages of the pandemic. I had this dream of two black men meeting on a slave ship and out of the torture and the destructiveness of the experience uh there was a love in between them that was born Uh in that um in that time when they're traveling from africa to brazil and from that there was the there was the initial idea for the album you know and then the title of it came from my nickname as a child. He used to be Buddha. Ah. But then I found out 
the female counterpart or the female version of it is Tara. You know, ah, the energy, yeah. the female energy is Tara. Mm. And when I first found that out, I already had a song called Tarahara. You know, I wanted the album to be called Tarahara, but when I found that out, it was just, you know, like my intuition telling me that I was on the right path. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's also, it plays with me being non-binary, it plays with me not identifying as a man from a very early age, you know, I never identify as a man or a woman, you know, mm -hmm. and if I knew that it could be called Tara as a kid, as a child, my life would have been so much better. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, e that's even deeper than the little paragraph I read of like, just yeah. kind of the energy. <laughs> no, I love it too. And even like, uh, beyond um, just the expression and identity too. I think it's so cool that you kind of had that spark from a dream and it's almost like uh, you went to bed that night and then you basically a movie played out for you too. And it's, it's yeah. crazy how like artists, uh, sometimes you never know where you're going to get your best inspiration from. Almost it like hits you like lightning and you can have moments where you sit down and with your notepad, it's like, oh, I'm going to write something today. And like, I find like the best stuff always happens out of nowhere and uh, almost yeah, like this Yeah, but other I also think that the, um, like related to what you're saying, mm -hmm. um, we also like when I had the dream was just after George Floyd, um, you know, what happened mm. to George Floyd. Yeah. And I was very angry, you know, I was very angry. I was questioning a lot of, you know, what was happening and I think I had that dream to also show me that not everything in life, not everything that we see, that we, we experience as black people as well, it's not always the destructive side, you know, like that is also something else to it. So mm. for me, it was just a matter of like me having that dream as a start, you know, and also as a way to tell myself that I could create something that would take this story. I could reclaim my past. I could reclaim my stories, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. It was, oh, it, it, it totally was that, sense. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, like, as like tragedy, like happens to like, you can see different lights in it too. And actually there was a conversation I had with a good friend yesterday, uh, as I was walking around my neighborhood and, uh, she she came from far away. She was like, uh, she's from Arizona and was in Toronto. And I live in a, a, a little uh, pocket in the East End. And I'm walking by and like everybody in the storefronts, they're waving at me, the bartenders, the bakery. And she said, um, I don't have that in my area. And uh, and she's like, that's very beautiful. And I'm like, you know what? We weren't like this until the pandemic hit. And then it brought the neighborhood together. So uh and I didn't, I wasn't even conscious of that until she kind of put it in the third person It's almost like within like something bad there, you can find beauty or togetherness too. And even as you mentioned with the whole uh, George Floyd thing too, um, it brought an outrage and people have their opinions on what the riots or whatever, but a lot of it is just like, people were just fed up and it's like, okay, now we need to band together for this 
thing like enough is enough you know and it's sad that sometimes things have to tip the scales that way for people to make change but uh i'm i feel like uh i don't want to go too far on a rant too because i obviously want to talk about you today but uh that's just kind of what um your dream and you explaining it kind of just brought up I, in my mind you do have you do have a more of a, a positive perspective or optimistic what you know what happened to um during the like the pandemic you know like mm -hmm. you see people changing you see people being more uh, friendly you know mm -hmm. and i hear a lot of people saying that it's been the opposite for them you know? oh okay yeah it's interesting in my case yeah. i think it was on the beginning on the early stages of it i was you know seeing everyone coming together and there was that sense of like we had to survive together mm -hmm. but as we progressed I found a lot of people being angry or being divisive, you know, and we've seen that mm -hmm. in Canada too. We have seen, oh, what, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, what has been happening. So, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just everybody's own like situation and perspective. Even um on your press release, there was a cool uh, quote uh, regarding your latest video uh, that I read. It said, uh, life is, is what you make it reality is determined by one's circumstances which i yeah. feel like kind of connects to that and uh yeah i i just uh love that and um even um just watching the video and um reading about it too is is very cool and uh i'm gonna need your help with the pronunciation of the of the song too because i don't want to cool. butcher it yeah so so yeah can you can you tell me how to properly say that oh this one song yeah yeah the latest one it's, yeah it's called qualquer lugar okay cool, cool. qualquer qualquer lugar cool <laughs> What's luca. luca okay luca yeah yeah, yeah. Qualquer lugar. yeah and it's really great and um Thank yeah you. you it's um so you went all the way you went to like brazil again to shoot that video and everything and can you tell me a little bit about that experience yeah, so in October of last year, uh, when we starting to like open up a little bit, we're allowed to travel, you know, I had to travel to Portugal for a show. And then from Portugal, I decided to go to Brazil. You know, I haven't really decided to go to Brazil when I went to Portugal, but since Portugal was closer to Brazil, I just, you know, I've, I, I guess I figured out there was the opportunity to me, for me to go as well. So when I got to Brazil, I wanted to do a music video in Chapada, Diamantina, which is the place where we filmed the video. And then I gathered everyone together, a small uh, group of people, you know, a producer, the videographer, and some, the actor and an assistant. And then we went there. And that place has been a place that I always wanted to, um, just to do something, you know, like to show, um, to, the world outside of Brazil, this place, this specific place. And I wanted to be surrounded by nature. I wanted to be, you know, nature should be one of the elements in the video, one of the characters. So it's me, someone else, Douglas, and then nature. So it's the three of us. So the video is supposed to be three characters, not just me, someone. It's me, someone in nature. And it should be bigger than us. It's meant to be something that is bigger than life as well. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I like, felt yeah. that energy when we were there. Like I really felt it. 
Oh, that's amazing. And yeah, even like how it's shot is epic. And like you mentioned, the the third character is the nature too. And it's very uh, prominent in the video too, which is, uh, it's uh, quite breathtaking. Like when you watch it, it's just like, oh, I want to go there. That looks amazing. Yeah, what's scary? What's scary? Yeah, there's a bunch of cliffs and everything, and you guys are dancing. Yeah, it inside. was like, insane, insane. Yeah. There was a there's a story that you know I like sometimes I tell people I don't know if it's <laughs> you know appropriate, mm -hmm. but when we first got there, the first day of shooting, we had to climb, we had to uh, hike to the top of the first cliff that we filmed, which is the opening of the music. It's the opening of the uh, video, you see the camera approaching. So that was the first day. And before we went up, we had to walk about an hour to get up, which is, it wasn't too bad. The, there was one that we had to walk three, for three hours, three and a half hours. So that one wasn't wow. too bad. But I felt sick before we went up. I, I got really sick before we went up. And then I have, they had to improvise a bathroom for me. Oh, no. <laughs> you know? And yeah. then... It took us half an hour to start going up. And I felt like, you know, that's great. You know, like I'm, I'm feeling better. I want to get up there. We're going to do it. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. As soon as we got up, I felt even sicker. Oh, no. So I was very sick the first day of filming. Oh, no. And while you're up there, you're pretty much trapped, too. And <laughs> Yeah, so we have to improvise oh, another bathroom. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. the joke is that I left everything on top of this mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and in oh. like a lot of indigenous people in Brazil, they have this idea that if you uh, expelling something, you know, from mm. your body, that is actually a good thing. That it's the energy of the place telling you something or cleansing you or you know like giving ah. you a, this almost like a portal opening for you ah that's you amazing know? yeah even like with with the little stuff i researched on like shamanism and like ayahuasca too and yeah. when people go on those journeys they they say you expel from every end of your body before you enter that yeah. state too so it's just like like a part exactly. yeah as unpleasant as some people may think that is it turns into like euphoria you know just the release and everything yeah and i like that I like because i felt that i felt the energy so i connected to it yeah first day yeah also how are you with heights too because like i can't imagine performing on the mountain and uh people ask me about heights and uh, i said i always answer it like this way i'm like i'm not afraid of heights views are beautiful but when i start thinking about falling i think i'm afraid of falling because i start feeling vertigo and like i'm, I start petr I'm petrified I'm yeah petrified. it was tense because we also you know in a group of people we have to get up those clips sometimes I have to go underwater sometimes we have to go through like rain mm -hmm. and there are two there's the, the one person with me the music video Douglas and then the assistant they're both uh dancers and they're both the walking circus so they like acrobatics and all that stuff and they like to do it on the edge of a cliff Mm. okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, some, some moments when we are just about to start filming i had to tell the producer listen you gotta take care of them and tell them not to do what they're doing because i'm gonna get sick again just watching it. yeah you know? so yeah it's petrified it's you have no idea how 
like one scene where you see the waterfall from above and you see like a rainbow that is like so tall mm-hmm. it's crazy for you to get to the bottom of it takes about three days wow wow so yeah it's really tall wow that's amazing and yeah in the end well done it's uh it's such a stunning video too and even i can't even imagine like being able to perform at that height like even do the simplest dance like let alone like on the edge too and really like kind of shows in some of the moments with like the videography and everything uh how high you guys are yeah it's, it's very very cool and um, yeah, so um, this album has been released right now for people listening and uh, just so you guys know. And um, how has uh, how has like the reception been or just how, how have you feel in general, like uh, getting this out there? Because uh, I, uh, I listen to the full thing front to back and it's just uh, like I mentioned, I, I don't speak the language, but it's just such a beautiful piece. So uh, like in sonically, so it must be very um I don't know, um, very nice to finally get this out because obviously you put a lot of work into it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so personal, you know, mm-hmm. first of all, like making an album and making an album talking about the things that I'm talking about, even though for the people that don't understand Portuguese, you know, mm-hmm. it is, um, you, you're going to notice that it's very personal. Mm-hmm. And it is an experience that I like, I really enjoy, you know, like I really enjoy, this is my six, number six. And I just got used to the ups and downs of the process, you know, like sometimes I feel like, oh my God, holy shit, I'm going to, you know, put an album out and then it gets, like my anxiety levels are very much, now I know how they are, like I know when it's about you know, to go up and to go down and, uh, but I love, I love the fact that I, I can share this, you know, to people. I like the fact that I'm putting something out there that maybe 20 years from now, people are going to listen to it and they are going to connect to it because there is a story behind, there's a thought behind it that is a thought process that it was full of intentions, you know, uh, political intentions or an intention that is me trying to connect to an idea of love and reclaiming my past as I said to you earlier mm, nice. so it's about to be I think I just like the idea of releasing it to the world and people listen to it I don't think a lot about it but when I do think about it, I think that's the most important thing to me. Make yeah. something that people can connect to. Yeah, and I'm sure it's yeah, like uh, that's uh, that's that's why you do it. That's why you make music. And do you have an early memory uh, of uh, just when you were starting to get into music? Of what kind of drew you towards wanting to express yourself through music? Yeah, it has always been. The, I think it's. It has been the same from the start. Of course, when I was young, I was a little bit naive. You know, now I don't think I'm naive anymore. Mm-hmm. I know how the industry works and all that. Uh, but from an early age, I think I started writing when I was 12. And it was very organic. It was just me walking down the street and then a song came to life. And then 
um, it has always been like that. It's just, it can be like anything. It could be people talking, you know, down the street. It could be walking and hear something and that it could be a start of a song. Or it could be more like this album, more intentional, like more drawn, you know, by mm -hmm. what is happening in the world, what I'm experiencing in my mm -hmm. personal life as well. But this, I think it's more about all of us. And of course, my experience, my own experiences, but everyone else's too. So that's how I started. And that's how it has been since. I don't nice. know, am, am I making sense? Oh yeah, definitely, yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, this is great. I can be very vague sometimes. If <laughs> so. Yeah, I find like, I get like that too when I'm doing the podcast. Sometimes I just start getting deep and like almost like when you're speaking from the head and the heart, I'm like, am I making sense? And then I'll listen to it back later. It's like, oh, that totally made sense. And like, but yeah, that's, uh, no, that's that's really well put too. And, and um, obviously like with your music and like the video and everything, it's like you, you really embrace your identity and um I, I was wondering was this something um you uh you struggled with maybe at an early age and did music kind of like help you um I don't know just kind of uh be more like prominent with that or anything like that yeah um I think you know people can find it very cliche and sometimes I do too myself mm -hmm. but music has saved my life many times you know mm -hmm. it has saved me from a lot of mental health uh, issues that I had in the past that I still have and also for me like singing Portuguese is a way for me to um, stay connected to my myself but also to where I came from you know, like, I think the only thing that was kind of like left from Brazil in me was music, because I come from a family that's very dysfunctional, you know, very um, much, I would say, homophobic, or, you know, not very em embracing of who I am as a person in general, yeah. like in general. And I say music was like my, my friend. You know, mm -hmm. the one that has always been there by my side and that I could always access when I need to like express myself to myself even. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I could like hear myself telling those stories or something and saying to myself, you know, you're worth it. You should mm -hmm. yeah. make this, you should write the songs, you should make sure that people hear them as a way of also just reminding people of how special it is for you to be unique for you to yep. be who you are you know yeah if i can get to be myself then someone else might be able to be themselves too yeah that's that's amazing and um yeah i totally agree too i find like a lot of people uh um as listeners could get a lot like out of like just your journey and you being so just confident in uh, like putting yourself out there too. And like, it definitely helps people, you know, it's like, um, I, I have, so. I yeah, so. I have, um, I have, uh, like, I've, I don't, I don't know too many non-binary people, but I, I've had a friend who I used to work with too. And, uh, they used to kind of tell me about like growing up, um, and almost like in a small town feeling a bit, um, confused and almost guilty of who they were on the inside because um 
everybody else seemed one way. And again, like you mentioned, like there's like little homophobia stuff too, and almost like having a fear of presenting themselves. And I can see that somebody at a young age who might be going through that or like trying to maybe embrace that, see somebody making music like yourself and music videos and everything. And just being like, yo, this is okay. This and beyond. Okay. This is actually cool. Like this is, this person's free of who they are and I need to do that. But like, I can't imagine cause I am not, I've never been in the shoes, but like taking that step to finally like being embracing against the grain of your surroundings um it's 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 got to be hard it's like it's got to be a little difficult on the way you it know it is yeah. yeah it is and it takes time i think um mm-hmm. i'm still like learning and figuring things out for myself mm-hmm. but i heard something this week last week um and i also like i figured something out you know um being straight is the default you know being white like in canada or in Mm -hmm. brazil an example is a default so when you think of society and what people you know like already assume is that someone is straight or is white or is you know or that's Mm -hmm. the default Mm -hmm. and life also changes you know like it's not just one thing and it should change because Mm -hmm. if you if you are aging if you are growing up it should change you know and life is not easy for straight people either you know life is not easy for anyone like everyone is going to go through a moment in life that they're going to realize they don't know who they are Mm -hmm. you know and I'm still figuring out who I am. Of course, sometimes I have to tell myself I am this or I am that in order to protect myself. But as well, like, I don't want to be just one thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I know I'm not a man, I'm not a woman, and I'm not, you know, whatever people think that I am. I am mm-hmm. more than that. Mm, yeah, well said, well said. Yeah, it's... um. It's it's interesting to um, even like I think about like just kind of like my past. It seemed like like you. I loved how you used the word like the default where I grew up <laughs> around the default. And I noticed some um, like a lot of people like in a smaller or I, I can't generalize every smaller town, but just in my situation where they would just kind of generalize groups of people, you know, and almost like gather them together instead of looking at each person like an individual it's like oh these group of people are like that these group of people are like that and the more i get older and um try to evolve (laughs) i'm uh you just i just realize everybody's their own thing and you can't put them in their box or whatever even if they're hanging out with this group like everybody's their own unique thing and experience and stuff. And I think that's the beauty of people. And um, I feel like maybe some people who have backlash or like, whether it's homophobia or racist, it's just, it's a lack of understanding 
plus ignorance with that, you know, of just being uneducated about that. Yeah, but you also yeah. have to respect the people who want to be put in boxes, you know, like mm -hmm. I absolutely get it. Like sometimes you need to belong to something, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. with religion as an example, it's a sense of belonging. People need that, you know, and mm -hmm. respect that. Yeah. But when it comes to people respecting me, you know, I also expect that. Mm, you know, yes, it is yeah. part of my expectations that you do to me what I do to you, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're not respectful of who I am, you should be aware that, you know, I am respectful of who you are. And it's on you to understand how disrespectful you are. So you like to be put in boxes, that's absolutely fine, you know? I respect mm -hmm. that. But I want to be respected for who I am. And not choosing, not choosing to be put in boxes. Mm, yes, yes, that's that's well said as well too. Because sometimes it's just like the one side of the coin where <laughs> where it's like they'll take your respect, but they won't give it back, type of thing. And yeah, um, I, I've seen that. Um, not all religious people, but just um, just something I've seen early in my life as well too. But um, yeah, this is a this is a great deep conversation um um you're, you're you're a really great guest um and um i i i uh, i love like um just telling like different stories and having artists like yourself on on this platform as well and um um i was even uh or actually i, I wanted to ask you like after the album um you did you, did you do do you do any like live shows i i heard you uh you toured all over the world and everything but um did you did you tour this album or are you going to no or? yeah um we actually trying to figure out why it's happening with you know live performances and mm -hmm. traveling and all that stuff so i think we're probably going to start traveling and touring 2023 i have a few shows um coming up i'm playing toronto on june 3rd at the do west festival and then I'll travel to Africa for a couple of performances. Oh, that's amazing. It'll be exciting. Um, and then Brazil in September, August, September. So that's, that's what I know so far, but I'm really hoping to tour uh, Canada and the US next year. So we are aiming for the, and to see how, you know, COVID is going to play out next year. Nice. But hopefully I get to do it. Yeah, that's so cool. And, um, like, like I mentioned, you traveled all over the world. And uh, was there ever a time like uh, you went to a brand new place and it just really like, I don't know, like what had like a special experience or it became like something you didn't think it was going to be and or something that unique going to like a brand new country and, and playing your music? Yeah, like a positive or negative? <laughs> Maybe both. Both would be cool to so hear. So positive, I'll say, um, I really, really got, like I was surprised when I went to New York, to play in New York in 2017. Um, I was just so overwhelmed by how positive, you know, and into it people are. So mm -hmm. that was very cool. Because that, you know, like, there's such a good feeling of being, like, supported by the crowd, you know. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. And then in Portugal as well, I played in October last year. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, so, so good. 
it was like wonderful just the vibe and how everyone was so excited because it was just the, I think it was like the first show in this venue after the pandemic oh you know? nice so like they're just coming yeah. out of it and then it was so exciting and then negative I don't know if I should say this <laughs> but I I had a hard time playing in Argentina not playing actually just like entering the country so there was like something that from the um very like start of the tour it was problematic because I experienced mm. racism in the airport oh damn. so yeah. yeah they like threw me off a little bit yeah yeah but well I, I love the people I love absolutely love Argentinians uh, yeah. But yeah, that was hard. Yeah, sorry to hear you. You had that experience at the border there, but um, I don't know. It's always interesting. I, I love talking to people who've just traveled all over. I feel like due to budget reasons, um, I've been kind of stuck for a long time. But um, people who tend to just go all over the world always have like the best perspective on just. I find just, just life things, you know, and almost to go in full circle, what we were talking about too, just um, like how not everybody's the same, you know, and going back to like, I come from the default where people like will live in their couple block radius and think that's the world, you know? And then every time I had the opportunity to travel to it, just, it's always been like, an eye opener. And I, I can see as a musician, it's probably even on another level, because beyond just going to see a place, you're presenting yourself on a stage and sharing music that's from another place. And just almost like as a, a social experience to see how these people react and take it in yeah. and give it back. It's just a beautiful euphoric thing. Yeah, Japan as well. Like, um, oh, so like every place, um, that's one thing that you notice, has very specific, people have specific reactions. So the audience would be different, you know, from every place. Mm -hmm. uh, but Japan, the Japanese people are very specific. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're very respectful of whatever you do, <laughs> you know, and they like to just sit down, watch the concert, and just clap a little bit at the end of the songs, you know? Not too much. So you sometimes, like the first time, I went that I think, twice. And the first time, I was a little bit, I was wondering if, wondering if they're not enjoying it, you know? I was a little bit self-conscious. Oh my God, like, are they really vibing it, you mm -hmm. know? But then at the end of the show, they're like, they go crazy, you know? They go up and they're clapping for like 10 minutes. So it was very exciting um, at the end of the first show. But then when I went the following year, this was 2017, 2018. Yeah. And the second time I went, then I, I was aware of how, you know, yeah that. so yeah. i played to us i'm like hmm, i'm also gonna just give them just a little bit of a little taste you know of me just 
song by song. And at the end of the show, that's when we climax and then everyone is climaxing together. That's so cool. Actually, um, in another art form, uh, I interviewed a pro wrestler. He's from America. His name's uh, Jeff Cobb. He's actually living in Japan now, but I was oh, talking wow. to him about the difference. He told me the exact same thing you did. Or like when he went over there, the audience, they're quiet. And he's like, oh, I don't know if um, mm-hmm. they're liking me. And they, they do little golf claps. But then the end, it's like an explosion. Just, ah. And like you said, uh, like just going over there and knowing that you can play to the crowd differently where like, mm-hmm. like uh, he was telling me then now you you start teasing that it's going to be the end of his performance where they start roaring, but then he like cuts it off and brings it back. It's, uh, it's so unique uh, how their culture is and, uh, and everything. And, and just um, I do love like hearing about uh, the respect they have where they'll just go to a show and they'll be totally like in the zone of just appreciating the performance where um, again, to, as an example, as this wrestler guy uh, was telling me too, he's like, yeah, in America, everybody's just drunk and they're screaming and um, some aren't even paying attention. But uh, in Japan, it's just like all hyper-focused. And I think it's cool. Like if you paid a ticket to something, it just, enjoy it put your phone away maybe take a picture or two and then just sink it in you know yeah and now you have um, you have people with the cell phones up from the very like first song you know mm, yeah and uh, that's it yeah and for me like yes i i understand why people do that but i also like people to just be in the moment with me you know mm-hmm. yeah because some um, they're I'm watching you through the this. screen. Yeah, same with me. Same with me. Yeah. Another TikTok generation. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's awesome. Even I saw a little behind the scenes clip somebody posted uh last night on Twitter. And it was um it was just like an outtake of an old Britney Spears video or whatever. And she does like just the one angle, just one take and kills it. Everybody's like, oh, she would have crushed TikTok back in the day, just like so perfectionist. But I don't know, things things have just shifted and stuff. And um, I'm like you, I always say like, I'm a bit old school or stuff. Uh, Have you been trying to uh, put out your music in any new ways, like doing like TikTok stuff or promoting in certain ways, like uh, trying to use Reddit or (laughs) stuff like that? Not really. Yeah. Um, I know that people like my team, they like me to do that. They tried, you Mm -hmm. know, Uh, but I'm actually a good dancer. But, you know, when you get to a certain age, you can't dance with your knees. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> yeah. You got to dance just with your upper body, you know, and a mm-hmm. little bit like your legs, but not your knees. So you have to find a way of isolating your knees by moving your legs at the same time. And then yeah. you found that out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying like to, sometimes it's hard because as an artist, you also want to make music and then like when you're done making you know the album let's say you are done you know and you're mm-hmm. exhausted yeah. already and you just want to move on to the show you know like yeah. play play live to people it's completely different experience than recording mm-hmm. uh but i'm learning you know I'm, I'm trying to like promote the album in different ways as well i don't know which other way i can do it but 
you know, TikTok is, people actually telling me that I have to like show my nipples, you know. Yeah. Show your nipples on Instagram. Yeah. Nipples are ratings. People want to see that, you know. Yeah. And I, I tried, I tried on Instagram, actually. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You've got to put the thirst so, trap photo up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll try and love that. Yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> just the next album covers. It's got to be one nipple. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. Buy my album. <laughs> yeah i tend to find like again like uh like i mentioned i'm kind of like old school too and um i almost feel like there's too many things and not enough time in the day where it benefits like even like as a solo artist or somebody like to have a team behind them too do you feel like there's just too many lanes to put out like whether it's like a tiktok an instagram story and it never ends and it the algorithm's changing. You don't know what like the best one is. Uh, like, uh, do you feel like it's it's hard to navigate stuff like that? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I feel like I feel like I want to throw my phone off the window. You know, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes it's all like, oh, don't post this photo this time. Don't post this video this time. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. So it's always very calculated. Like everything that we see online is influenced by the algorithm. So people mm-hmm. make decisions based on that. And when I say, when I said about like the nipple, I'm not actually, I'm not joking. This is what actually sells. That's what people want to see. So mm-hmm. even with, there is a lot of people studying the, uh, how the algorithm can be racist. You know, the racism behind um, the algorithm, it's real. You know, oh, you wow. do see yeah. a lot of, you know, when it comes to like the gay um, content online on digital, you know, on Instagram or TikTok, you know, like what gets the most likes, you know, you do know what people want to see. You do Mm. know what sells. There are a lot of people making a lot of money just by being the perfect aesthetic. You know, mm, the perfect yeah. bodies, the perfect face. And a lot of my the people on my team that tell me, you know, like you you know, you're a good looking person. You can also, you know, sell that. But then it's me also conforming to another way of I don't know, conforming people. Yeah, know? true, true. And it's so um... I find that difficult in that sense that I have to put myself into this very narrow, you know, narrow mind algorithm format that you yeah. have to post at certain times, you have to do this, you have to say that, you have to like undress yourself, you have to do something crazy, mm-hmm. you have to actually pretend that you fell, you know, and you hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, in order to get likes. And I find that it's very interesting. Yeah. And there was, but I don't like it. Yeah, same. And even like um people have told me different ways of how to play the game and I've tried some things and sometimes when I would do that it wouldn't feel right in my heart you know it would feel like it's not an authentic version Mm -hmm. of myself or the reason why it just like puts out the wrong type of energy of the the piece I'm trying to put out too and it's 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 interesting so and I've, I've noticed other people have that crisis too they they played the game or whatever and then they're just like oh this doesn't feel good like this is not 
me or authentic. And I feel like with that, maybe it'll work for a little bit for a week or whatever, you'll have everybody's attention, but then the next week uh, you won't feel good. Like in a way it's, yeah. it's and, interesting. And what, yeah, yeah. what will be the next thing that you crave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like an example, like this lighting that I'm using right now is horrible. I look horrible. <laughs> I think it looks but, great. Know, yeah. I'm in Brazil. I just got here yesterday. And, oh, okay. You yeah. know, I just had to like close the windows and set this up. And like, if I open the window, you're going to hear dogs barking and noises. Yeah. But then if I close and turn this light on, it's like, it's horrible. But yeah. <laughs> I hope that people concentrate just on what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, they they will actually. The majority of people uh, actually just listen to the audio versions of this, and I, I've had oh, cool. I, I I did make a YouTube channel, and I also use these um, the interview for like little clips here and there on like Instagram. But uh, yeah, just a very so don't watch people just listen. To yeah, <laughs> usually like the, the YouTube gets like ten hits, and then the audio will get like five hundred hits or something like that. But nice. uh, but uh, yeah, and also if you only listen to the audio and you just want to help and support me just just hit subscribe anyways on the youtube channel you know it's just <laughs> and again too it's uh there's just too many lanes <laughs> or actually i i there might i don't know it may be beneficial for other people but sometimes i just feel like so overwhelmed i am like i gotta post it everywhere here 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 and um again it's just like i wish it could just be the conversation which uh i feel like it's it's turning back into that, you know, it's, uh, do you ever have like a moment with, uh, with experimenting with different things? Um, it's like, you, you think it's going to benefit and it doesn't benefit. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to go back to the way it, it was, or even like just having a lesson of what not to do in those moments. Um, yeah, always, every day. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. you know, like you, you get to like evolve as you try new things, of course, you know, and mm -hmm. I do like, I like, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, like people are finding new ways of promoting themselves and their music and their art and, and all that, but we also having this problem now that like in Brazil, a lot of the people going to doctor school, they don't want to be, um, they don't want to travel, you know, to like treat patients. They want to be, mm -hmm. um, they want to get into cosmetics. So they want to do plastic surgeries instead, mm -hmm. you know, they want to work with Botox and, you know, face lifts and butt fillers and all that, you know, mm -hmm. butt lifts. Mm -hmm. um, and that it's becoming a new normal. So oh, now wow. it's a question of uh, how, how I'm gonna treat people for everything else, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the COVID crisis in Brazil, I'm sorry that I'm diverging your question to this, but- Oh, it's okay. No, no, it's like a free flow. In Brazil flow. with yeah. COVID, like if you, like I'm sure you know, and a lot of people also know people listening to this, but the US and Brazil, like the top two countries in numbers of deaths and COVID cases, you know, I think mm. India is probably better there, but it's underreported and all that. And in Brazil, actually, what happened for the beginning is that we didn't have enough doctors, and we didn't have um, 
the resources to isolate people and to treat people in a way that it was recommended, you know, from the, like, once you get COVID and you test positive and all that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, he was, because of that, the lack of resources and also doctors, you know, mm. and we still having that problem in Brazil and it is oh, because of that. It's, it's also related to what people are seeing, you know, this culture of plastic surgeries and aesthetics and all that is driving people to careers that is already like overwhelming the system. You know, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah and it's i don't know like the rise of all that too it's uh making people like very self-conscious in a way of being who they are you know and embracing the imperfections of i feel like sometimes the imperfections are like the most beautiful thing about people you know it's human stuff you know and and i don't know i feel like people don't connect to or somebody who is being perfect again like almost talking about like the social media stuff uh like it just if you see somebody just so perfect and doing everything so perfect it feels fake calculated you know and that's not that's not life yeah sometimes i, I do appreciate you know the, yeah the package of like someone who is trying to be uh their best self mm -hmm. but also there are many ways of being your best self that does not include just how you look like you yeah know? true and i find i do sometimes i wake up and i think i look beautiful i look perfect i am perfect mm -hmm. you know but it could be like the next two minutes or two seconds i'm not perfect anymore and i'm not oh, beautiful yeah. anymore and i'm yeah. sure that even people who pretend to be perfect they know that you know deep down sometimes they're not you know, yeah, I true. hope so. Otherwise, it'd just be like weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, yeah. The ego. I wish I had that, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. ego is not the best today. <laughs> you know? like, you know? Yeah. But yeah. overall, I think I, I am definitely um, happy with what I've accomplished as an artist, you know? And I think um, five people can listen to it, 500, 5,000, you know, 5 million, for me, it'll be the same, you know? Yeah. Because it is about the music. It is less about me wanting um, my ego to speak louder than the actual work that I do. I don't know mm. if that makes sense. So yeah, definitely. It's like kind of uh, more focused on connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if people get to like listen to my music because of a post to this on Instagram with my nipple you know, <laughs> or yeah. nipples, maybe yeah. the, the two of them will be there. Um, <laughs> then it's great, you know. But I find it weird that I have to do certain things for you for people to listen to mm -hmm. like, music you know yeah yeah it's like the it's, new game right now and yeah. yeah but uh yeah i just want to say bruno um i had like such a great time talking to you today and uh, i appreciate you being like so open and everything and i'm a new fan and Thank um you. 
and if I'm not busy the night you play in Toronto, I'll definitely be there and uh, definitely like share the date uh, whenever that happens and all that. But um, yeah, before uh, we leave, is there anything else you want to say or, or plug to the people? I would say, you know, if you want to find me on social media. Yeah, if you want to see my nipple. <laughs> on Instagram, Bruno Capina, C-A-P-I-N-A-N-K-P-N-A. And um, yeah, just listen to the music. Let me know how, like what you're doing when you're listening to the music. A lot of people tell me, you know, they're having sex listening to my music. They're, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Washing the dishes or driving mm-hmm. or, you know doing so many things so i like to hear i like for for people who are listening to us right now to reach out and let me know yeah definitely guys if you you give it a spin like hit them up in the dms on the instagram tell them what you're doing and i get like uh i notice a lot of people like enjoy like art too and sometimes they never like will do the extra step to reach out to the artist too but it's always great to know that um somebody's listening to and it makes the hard work feel worthwhile and everything and because that's yeah. uh that's why we do this type of stuff exactly yeah and that's but, it like yeah. the east end is not it's not too far from the west end <laughs> that's the last thing i want to say yeah perfect man and uh yeah thank you thank you once again this was uh, such an enjoyable talk and a good way to uh start my afternoon and um, yeah, you. we'll Thanks definitely you. keep in touch and uh, share all your stuff in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hope you have a great day or evening, whatever time it is in Brazil right now. It's afternoon, 4 p.m. All right. All right. Have a wonderful evening, Bruno. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Bruno. Like I mentioned in the intro, the album, it's out right now. Tararara. Give it a listen. It's a beautiful piece front to back. And before we go, I gotta thank all you awesome fucking legends on the Patreon who support this show. I think I mentioned I used to pay to do this show, and now we're breaking even. And I appreciate you so, so much. Most Mostly what I spend now is just my time. And you are all awesome for making that happen. But first up, the biggest thanks to the co-producer, Jeremy Hopkins of Hopkin Design, the queen, Ola Mazuka of Sonic Fold, Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio, Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd, Pat Maloney, Ryan Campbell, Devin Staple, Devin McBride, Ramshi, it's hammer time, baby, Mike Ulio, Jenny Potter, Jared Pepper Bronstein, a.k.a. Mr. Spicy, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, a.k.a. My Mom. If you'd also like to support awesome, independent, uncut, raw media like myself and get a shout-out at the end of every episode and get all these episodes extra early, right when I'm done the interview, I post a raw Zoom call right on the Patreon. Extra uncut and uncensored. It's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's only it's only four bucks as well. But to support me and get the shout outs and the early stuff, you can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and forever have my love and thanks. But once again, I appreciate you. Got We got a lot of episodes coming around the corner and I'll catch you next time. Peace.